When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm slowing tigers on my shirt. And alligators, uh-huh. you want to see the inside, huh? I'll see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. Crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, ah, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch, And I ain't have to be in school by 10 I then began to encounter With my counter parts Of how to burn the block apart Break it down into sections Drugs by these selections Some use pipes, others use injections Syringe sold separately Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson Like my dick was missing To protect my position, my corner, my layer While we out here, say the hustler's prayer If the game shakes me or breaks me I hope it makes me a better man
And I ain't have to be in school by 10 I then began to encounter With my counter parts Of how to burn the block apart Break it down into sections Drugs by these selections Some use pipes, others use injections Syringe sold separately Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson Like my dick was missing To protect my position, my corner, my layer While we out here, say the hustler's prayer If the game shakes me or breaks me I hope it makes me a better man
never been as broke as me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside? Huh? I see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. It come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him all his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew. Or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them. Uh-huh. Stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate. The cookies. Butter crunch. 80 you guys go in brazy in the chat (laughs) yeah what is yeah bro what is going on guys thank you guys for the fireworks thank you guys for the fireworks in the chat durante with the 100 bitches (laughs) love it (laughs) what (laughs) (laughs) yeah man so yeah, what is going on, guys? Well, you could have one 100 of them. Well, you could share them with these guys. But, um... Yeah, I uh, gotcha. I'll share. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know. You know how it is, man. So, but yeah. um, Yeah, man. What is going on, guys? We are back with, yet again, another edition of Notorious Unscripted Man. But not just any episode. Why does my chair feel low? That's why. Because it is. But not just any episode of Notorious Unscripted, man. This is episode 100 of Unscripted, man. You see it at the bottom, right below our faces, right here, there, right there. So, other side. So, uh, yeah, man. (laughs) So, so, (laughs) yeah, man. This is episode 100 of Unscripted, man. Celebrating 100 episodes, man. 100 weeks. Of coming on here every single Monday and uh, just, just talking, being on here with you guys, man. So, this shit, yeah. this shit's awesome, bro. Uh, we got some exciting news here for you guys, man. 
Um, yeah, man. So, yeah. Uh, yes, if it's your first time watching, you guys do not know how the show works, man. Every Monday, we're on here with Notorious Unscripted. Right after Raw and every Friday, we are on here with the news. Um, if you guys did miss this past Friday's edition of the news, you guys can now find that on all platforms, man. Um, that is WWE... Dude, Sasha's been in the news so much. What? Oh, that's what it was. Sasha Banks uh, announces her first post-WWE, possibly post-WWE appearance following her walkout. Um, she will be at C2E2 in Chicago, I think August 8th. So right here Thanks, in a couple man. weeks, man. So Sasha Banks announces that. And AEW finally announces... Location and tickets for All Out, man. Me and Sir K went into a whole rant about that. Um, really? Just because of the way they went about that. And then we also go off on WWE, or people thinking, rather, that WWE is going to change. Okay, with tonight. their... Exactly. With their brand new... Uh, so they say brand new... Um, TV 14 uh, rating coming soon. It was supposed to be tonight, but it looks like it got pushed back a week. Um, so, whatever it is, man, um, it should be interesting. But you guys can hear us talk about all three of those things on this past Friday's edition of the news, which, like I said, is available on all platforms, man. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see it first, like I said, man, 4 p.m. Central, right here on YouTube, man. So, with that... With that, um, yeah, man, um, yeah, if this is your first time watching and you guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Sales Podcast, I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show, and as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How's it going, bro? Been going great, man. Been going great. Just been chilling out. Been just hanging out, man. Been pretty, pretty nice lately, man. Just, just chilling, man. All out tickets dropped. Got those. Worked and didn't accept those days off, so now I gotta find someone to take them. It's just amazing, man. But overall, I'm doing good, bro. I'm doing good. Like always, Ronte asks, How am I? How's the family? I'm good, man. Family's good. What about you, Ronte, and everybody else in chat? What about you, bro? How are you doing on this magical day? Yeah, man, this day was not so fucking magical with this episode of Monday Night Raw. Um,. Oh, yeah, it was so ass. Yeah, it was, it was so horrible, man. But uh, yeah, man, everything's good, bro. Everything's good. Uh, as Durante asks, as always, man, I'm good, bro. Family's good. And what about you? Um, <laughs> he says, remind <laughs> me to never ask Bianca two plus two, for real, Damn. man. So telling you. Yeah, bro. Um, yes, and thank you to uh, thank you to everybody in the chat. Um, for not only stopping by but wishing us a happy 100th, man. So we really appreciate it. So now on to the uh, exciting announcement or the exciting drop uh, we have for you guys before we get into AEW Dynamite uh, this past week. We got new, like I said, we got a new drop, man. But more specifically, a new merch drop, or shall I say merch drops, as you can see, man. We got, these are the three new images that are going to be available for... Uh, purchase on bonfire.com man uh, you guys can get all these in t-shirts um 
t-shirts, obviously a regular, um, yeah, or, or wait, t-shirts, my bad, t-shirts, hoodies, uh, youth t-shirts, tank tops, and long sleeve shirts, man, so these are now going to be available uh, on on the merch shop, man, so on the top left, you have the Notorious Seals Podcast uh, Skyline shirt, obviously it's just the lettering, and then the um, podcast part is in the shape of the Sears Tower, man, so... Oh, yeah. That one, great design. I love it, man. And then uh, bringing you over to the far right side, you have the Notorious Seals podcast with the O as our logo, and then behind the Chicago flag, man. But for the one in the middle, uh, we have called this one the Uncrowned Kings of the IWC. So hey. this is uh, the Biggie inspired. Obviously, you can see with the Coogee print in the Notorious Heels. Um, this is the uncrowned kings of the IWC shirt, man. So, yeah, this is uh, these are the three new shirts. So, as for the other ones, those are not going away, as you can see with this image here. These are the five shirts that are going to be available on bonfire.com. Like I said, the link is going to be in the bio of this video, man, uh, as always. And then it's going to be on the Notorious Hills Podcast link tree, bro. So, um, yeah, man. These are oh, yeah. the, uh, this is, this is all the new shirts, man. This is all the new shirts. I hope you guys like them as much as I do, um, and as much as Sir K does, man. So, yeah, bro, we're excited to bring this to you guys. Absolutely, bro, absolutely. But, yeah, man, this is, uh, new, uh, new merch drop, man. We've had a couple of these designs for a minute. Um, we were just waiting for the right time to drop them, man, and tonight seemed like the right, the right time. Definitely. So, yeah, man. Yeah. So, Hell yeah, yes. bro. There's so heat. You guys got to pick them up, bro. Shit's fire. It is, bro. I know I'm picking up that biggie one. Oh, bro. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I'm probably eventually... Obviously, I'm going to eventually get all of them, but uh, yeah, bro. Shit's <laughs> um, heat. Yeah, bro. Yeah. So, I hope you guys hope you guys like them, man. Logan, bro. More <laughs> shirts I have to buy, and I still haven't got the first two. I'm dead. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Whenever you get the chance, man. No hey, rush, no it, rush. Bro, we know bro. you, we we know you're our boy, man, our little bro. So we know, man. Yeah, we know. Shit. But yeah, man. Thank you guys, obviously, for the continued support. Um, just real quick, man. Thank you guys for the continuous support, and uh, we thank you guys for rocking with us, man. And you know, we're gonna we're gonna continue to be here. And uh, yeah, bro. Thank you guys again for all your support. We wouldn't have made it this far without you guys uh, continuously coming here and uh, supporting us, man. And uh, I hope we show you uh, as much love and gratitude back as you guys show me, man. So it, it really means the world to me, bro. It really means the world. But yeah, man. Uh, bro, thank you all, man. You guys are the reason I keep up with this, man. Well, multiple reasons. One of the main ones. Just seeing <laughs> all the comments. <laughs> oh, just seeing. Just seeing all the comments every every episode, man. It's and it just makes it so much more engaging, and it just makes it ten times more fun, man. So, uh, yeah. thankful for you all, man. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Um, yeah, bro. Um, yeah. So, dynamite, shall we? Hell yeah, let's get to it. All right, bro. Here we go. Fucking Wardlow. Ah. <laughs> I, I, I was just making fun of Wardlow's theme song, singing that shit to Sir K while we were in uh, 
while we were in the little starter screen here, man. But good lord, this dude. Um, what is that fucking theme song? I say it every time, but good god, I love Shit's Wardlow, so nice, but good lord, what is that theme song? Um, this uh this match was or with Orange Cassidy. Um, it was it was good. It was good. Uh, towards the end, um. Towards the end, in the beginning, it was it kind of felt like the Osprey match for me in a way, mm -hmm. where like it's kind of just very like comical. It's kind of just very comical. Very. I think there was a point where they pulled out like a chainsaw in this, so <laughs> did something like that. Just the best friends being weird. Um, but yes, this was this was very good. Um, uh, this was very good towards the end. Like I said, the beginning the beginning kind of took a minute to pick up, but um. You know, kind of, it's kind of with all Orange Cassidy matches, but, like, I wish it would take a little less long for it to pick up. Like, yeah, what I comes to my, me. yeah, what comes to my mind is, uh, what, probably my favorite Orange Cassidy match ever, uh, was the triple threat from Double or Nothing against Pac and Omega. Mm -hmm. That one felt, um, that one just, that one felt like, it was always constant, but Orange would kind of sneak his spots in. But it was good because it didn't really slow the pace down. But um, yeah, it, it it didn't feel like it took too long. It exactly. kind of just felt like the point in the match where things die down for a little bit is kind of when he would slip his spots in, and and, and that just that made for like I said, one of my favorite Orange Cassidy matches. Uh, definitely my favorite. Ever. Yeah, definitely my favorite Orange Cassidy match um, uh, ever. So, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I mean, this one kind of had Wardlow, you know, playing to him a lot. He was he, he was ripping out his pockets, and he was, you know, just kind of playing to Orange Cassidy's, you know, spots and stuff like that. So, uh, it was good, man, but a little, a little less of... I mean, I get the Orange Cassidy spots, but I thought the whole chainsaw stuff was a little weird. Uh, and yeah, that the, stuff the, wasn't it. Yeah, the best friends saying that they were, you know, certified managers, so they're gonna go cheat. Yeah, I, I, man, I, there's something about the best friends I, I just really don't like, man. I just can't get behind them at all, man. I, I just really can't. But match you know. wasn't bad. Um. One thing about Orange Cassidy, man, it, it takes a while for his matches to get good. Once they get good, they, you know, get good. Oh, yeah, but, um, great. Yeah, definitely, man. It's just, they just don't know when to switch it from the comedy stuff to a real match, man. They they wait too long, and they, they got to stop that, man. But overall, it, it it was a solid match, man. It wasn't bad, but um, it, it, it fucking happened, bro. Goddamn. Fucking Wardlow, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think there was a what? There was a spot in here, I think, where he pulled Danhausen from under the ring. So <laughs> it was. It was oh no. Here's your dude. That's a perfect nickname for his ass right now. Bro ain't Wardlow right now, bro. Bro's Wardlow. 
<laughs> what the fuck, man? Dude, I love it. Yeah, this shit's rain's true right now, bro. Yeah. That's me, Talk, bro. Talking about war blow. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing, bro. But, oh, man. My bad. My bad. <sighs> Fedna, man. Totally agree. Totally agree. Hands down. He I says, the Young Bucks are the greatest tag team to ever live, in my opinion. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely agree with you. Definitely Same. agree with you. But in the end, um, in the end, Wardlow um, still kind of played up to his babyface side. Uh, still played up to his babyface side. Did not hit the powerbomb symphony. He just hit one powerbomb. So, showing uh, mercy uh, to Orange Cassidy, if you will. Best friends kind of went to step up, uh, get involved, and he kind of just gave Orange a fist bump. So, yeah, that was Wardlow showing the uh, baby face tendencies, man. Um, yeah, man, definitely. Yeah. Um, next, uh, this is... One of one of my problems, one of the main things. Oh shit. Decent. This prime ice pop. Oh, Decent. Okay. It's my yeah. first time trying it. Shit ain't shit ain't bad, bruh. Um Thanks, bro. the, um they showed two matches on dark recently. Yeah. And it was Pac versus Shoto Yumino and uh, Thunder Rosa versus Miyu uh, Shama, Shama Yadi or something. Something like that. Um, we're going to go over the Pac one first because they showed it after this. But um, what is this... What is the point in the All Atlantic Championship? Like, literally, why? Like, on dynamite, yeah. exactly what the hell I was gonna say, bro, dude. What is the fucking point of creating an AEW All Atlantic Championship if the guy who won it has not been seen on TV since he won it, and we're coming on three weeks since he's won it? Literally, bro, like. After the first episode, I was like, all right, it's cool. Doing a little revolving door. You'll be here next week. Nope. I'm like, all right, he'll probably be here next week. Nope. Like, bro, just put the man on TV. Make that yeah. buy a plane ticket. Yeah, I mean, what what good are you doing? Not only for your show, but for your championship and Pac by having him not appear on the show. I mean, it, it, it does it does no good for me. It does no good for you. It really does no good for any of us. It's like the championship never exists. And it's like, Literally. you... Like, I could see creating this championship and giving it to Pac while he was stuck in the UK. But with yeah. travel being, you know, easier now... Why like, you, bro? he's not necessarily gonna be stuck in the UK as much. Like... <sighs> I just don't get that shit, man. I really mm -hmm. don't get that shit. No, I really don't, bro. I really don't. But um, 
Yeah, man, it just it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, the Thunder, the Thunder Rosa, the one I really can't wait to get to. But yeah, I mean, like, what what purpose does the title serve? Literally, if he's purpose. not there, you know what I mean? It's like, who the fuck watches Dark? Let's be honest, bro. Who the it's fuck funny. watches Dark? So it's like, you know, oh. Tune in the dark to watch Pac defend the All Elite or the uh, the All Atlantic mm. title. And it's like, no, who's I doing watch, that? Watch that shit on TV or on pay per view, not on fucking YouTube. Get this man on television, bro. What the hell is so hard about that? I do not get it. Seriously, hey. I mean, he's mm-hmm. proved on more than one occasion than he's he's. Pr- He's proved on more than one occasion that he is more than capable of being a fantastic TV champion, bro. One of the greatest I've ever seen. Literally, bro. One of my favorites, man. And he's not even on TV. And, like, what's with Pac in AEW and just not being there? It's been like this the whole time. Like, bro, you never had a problem before. Why all of a sudden you cannot make it out half the time? What the fuck? They gotta start telling him, you better get out here and fucking go on TV. I, I don't know what what the hell's been going on with Pac and AEW. Tony Tony Khan's got money, bro. I know damn well he could send out a private a private jet to go pick him up. And thing is, it's not even that. It's I don't, I just don't think he's just showing up. That's how I think it is. He, flight's unrestricted. He can show up wherever the hell he wants. People, Walter. Oh wait, he moved, but he was showing up during the prime of the pandemic. So, come on, bro, come on, come on, Pac. There's just something with Pac right now. I don't know what it is. It's been like this all of AEW, bro. Just Tony Khan needs to tell him you gotta show up more. That's just how it is. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, and like I said, man. I mean, you could have easily put this championship on him during the pandemic when you know flights were restricted but like i said man travel is so much easier now it's like what what is your excuse bro what is your fucking excuse man i mean why is he not on television bro again he's proved on more than one occasion that he's more than capable of i mean he carried a whole division on his on his back for nine months for nine whole months, bro. I mean, you can't tell me he can't be at least a decent TV champion on your show. Um, you know, and it's it's like it's it's just like what the fuck, man. It it just it makes me feel like they're just wasting his prime. Mm-hmm. You know what I, I mean, man? Be. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes me feel like they're just wasting the guy's prime. I mean, half the time he's fucking not there. You know what I mean? Or he's not there, or they give him a fucking championship finally, and he's fucking not there again. I mean, put the guy on TV, man. I mean, these are pivotal years of his career where he could be in the main event scene of AEW and just be killing it. And instead, he's facing Shoto Yuminu at Rev Pro, and he's an AEW All-Atlantic champion. I mean, get it together, bro. Get it together. Um... Literally, Put the bro. guy in AEW, he does not... Or, like, look, man, 
if you wanted to do AEW matches at Rev Pro, like, why is he even, why is he facing a guy from New Japan? Like, do you know the matches that you have in mm. your roster? Like, that do them. <sighs> makes zero sense to me, bro. It really, really does. Um, Literally. Yeah, man. I mean, it, I don't know. They they just need to pick it up with them, bro. I mean, good God, put the guy on television. That's all they have to do, bro. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's AEW. I don't know if it's Fox. I think it's a good mix of both. Someone needs to show the fuck up and do their job. That's just how it is, bro. Yeah, totally. Um, next we have Chris Jericho coming out here, um, in his uh sports entertainer um suit uh he pulls up in this maroon suit um which is uh in it was interesting because but i liked it because i remember on the talk is jericho with the jas on it they Mm -hmm. talked about what they were gonna wear and suits was something that they kind of went against so but seeing him in a suit just on this one occasion uh, was a good offset from him, yeah. what he normally wears, like the jeans and the leather jacket with, with no shirt on under. So it was it was cool to see. Suit looked great. He looked great. He, lo- he looks younger. Um, he does, man. He and looks great. He does, bro. He does. Um, yeah, man. Jericho... You know, I was thinking about this last night. Um, I was thinking about this last night, man, as I was trying to fall asleep. I was just thinking about wrestling, uh, obviously, of course. And um, I'm thinking, man, like, you know, I'm sitting there listening to this damn talk as Jericho. And he was talking about, like, the, uh, he was talking about just, like, the different phases of his character. And I thought to myself, man, I'm like, which one is your favorite? And... Not that the sports entertainer is my favorite, but I just, it dawned on me how much I like this version of him so far. Yeah. So far. Like, this is way, way more enjoyable than than I I, I could have ever imagined. I shit oh, on it at first. I'll be the oh. first to say, up until this point, he has shut me up, bruh. He really oh, has. Definitely, man. Same. I thought this shit was going to be straight ass and it's been the opposite man so good for him man good for him yeah really just goes to show that uh he uh he really is the king of reinvention man he really is but really really is yes he um comes out there like i said uh he looks great and he begins to cut this promo on uh eddie kingston and he's talking about how you know, next week he's coming for blood, and he challenges him to a barbed wire everywhere match. I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm assuming it means some kind of bar, something like a barbed wire death match. Um, close, but they don't without, want to without the exploding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they definitely don't want to call it that after last time. Yeah, definitely not. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, um. Yeah, man. So Jericho, Jericho, uh, like he tells Eddie Kingston that he's coming for blood. And uh, it's very funny, actually, for all the people that say that. uh, 
what the hell are they called? I was about to say TBS Discovery. Warner Bros. Discovery mm -hmm. um, is uh, upset with AEW. Uh, I, I don't think they'd be so upset to the point where they would uh, allow them to have a uh, barbed wire death match on their show on live television. So, so they, they, they're pretty happy right now. Yeah, man. And plus, nothing, nothing that TNT or TBS airs is, uh, I mean, they just air movies. So, like, I don't understand why people would think they would be upset because it's the a constant shit. new product. Exactly. No, I don't fucking and get it. Anyway. Especially, especially mm -hmm. when they do, like, you could say violent shit, but, like, TBS and TNT, they show Fuck, they show later on movies almost at like the whole point of the fucking yeah. uh, channel is to show like R rated movies, this action movie, this. So, why would they ever be mad at, at Dynamite doing TV 14 shit? Come on, bro. Unless you're MJF. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah, was kind of a lot, but. You fucking work. <laughs> well, I'm on television. <laughs> To be fair, Mox did it before, so... Yeah, and to be fair, it's not really just TNT, it's just American television. They're just like that for some reason. In Britain, they say that shit. They throw that shit around, but in America, it's just weird. People are weird. I know, bro. Can you imagine how funny that would be? <laughs> oh, bro, I was saying that shit left and right. That shit would be great. Oh, bro, That's that the one that so funny. Britain got over us, bro. Seriously, bro. They do, man. They, they, yeah, we gotta hold that L, bro. Why can't we say fuck on television? That ain't right. Exactly, bro. They be talking crazy. I don't wanna talk crazy on television. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, man, this match gets confirmed uh, after a great uh, promo from Jericho. And, uh, yeah, Eddie, it's Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho in a barbed wire everywhere match with the JAS suspended above the ring in a shark cage uh i guess warner discovery wanted them to put that in there to uh highlight uh, shark week so uh, um yeah so which is also funny because um jericho was involved in the first shark cage match at the yeah. royal rumble in 2017 so it's funny how uh things just kind of Come full circle like that, man, for sure. So that was kind of funny. I laughed when I heard that, man, because obviously the parallel to Jericho, man. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Next, we have Takesta. Konosuke Takesta versus John Moxley in a... Tony Khan, bro, you ain't fooling me. He called this a world title eliminator match. Motherfucker. This was the old WWE, if the challenger beats the champion, then he gets a championship match. Literally, bro. Don't make bullshit me. a special me. name don't make a difference, bro. Come on. Bro. Come on, bro. We ain't, you know we ain't stupid. Come on now. Come on, TK. So, look. Takeshita is fantastic. Um, I don't know where the hell they found this guy. I don't, I don't know, know how they found this guy. But good lord, I know he's with like DDT, but uh, man, I mean, whenever yeah. you can get your hands on this guy, I think he would be a 
perfect uh, if given, you know, the right mouthpiece. I'm assuming that he doesn't speak fluent English. Because uh, I think putting him with uh, some sort of mouthpiece would be so great, man. I mean, obviously, just by watching him, he doesn't really have, like, that Nakamura or, like, Asuka kind of natural charisma to him where he no. doesn't really need a mouthpiece. I don't really get that from him. So I think putting him uh, in a uh, group, a, 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 yeah, a group, Ooh. or even with somebody who just, yeah. you know, just talk. a mouthpiece, I think would be great. Um, Team Taz, uh, maybe, good. yeah, or maybe even the the uh, Blackpool Combat Club uh, would be decent um, as kind of just a, a killer, yeah, um, kind of pretty much what they turn Wheeler Yuta into, um, yeah. I think would be great. Um, and I'm sure there's other groups that don't come to mind right now. Um, yeah, bro. I, I really think he'd be great. Um, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> obvious. <laughs> uh, 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 fuck, dude. <sighs> yeah. Good Lord. Obviously we haven't seen too much out of the guy for, uh, from a charisma and, um, and uh, promo standpoint um, as far as that stuff is concerned. But I think if you put them with either a group or uh, or just a mouthpiece, honestly, uh, mm -hmm. I think would, uh, would do wonders for the guy, man. And uh, he is just, he's fantastic in the ring. He's so explosive. He, he's, he's just great, man. Him and Mox put on a great match here, bro. They really did. Truly, bro. That shit was heat, man. Takeshna is really good. He's going to go places. He just needs to either get a mouthpiece or just get that, that charisma, that, that Nakamura Riz something, bruh. He had to get something along the lines. But um, he, he definitely has it in him, man. He, he's going to be a big part of AEW in the future, man. I could definitely I could definitely see it. Yeah, definitely, bro. Definitely. Um, Now that I'm thinking about it, from a male side, they don't really have too much Japanese talent there, do they? they Unless really I'm don't. like forgetting the hell out of somebody i mean i know they got you know on the female side but like on the male side they who got, the hell uh, do they have they have kenny's friend that one guy i forgot his name oh yeah <laughs> great <laughs> michael nakazawa <laughs> that's his fucking name i forgot his name damn michael nakazawa like i think i think he is the only one until Keshna came along yeah, well, shit. Maybe soon enough, Cody Ibushi, man. That'd oh, be pretty cold. Possibly, um, that would be awesome. Yeah, man, but yes, Takeshita is great. Um, yeah, he he's really fantastic, man. I mean, I mean, obviously, like I like I've just been saying, he he's got work to do uh, as far as his charisma and his uh, promo ability goes. Um, but uh, as far as him as a wrestler, man, no complaints whatsoever for me. Uh, he he's He's been great, man. He's been great. He really has. Truly, bro. Man shows a lot of promise, man. And he, he's going to be great one day. He's going to be great. He's, he's really good in the ring. He, he just needs, like we were saying, either a mouthpiece or just to get that charisma, bro. And then he's got it, man. Yeah, absolutely, bro. So, seen a lot of people wanting him to beat Moxley to get the chance. But I, I've never, never been a man for... Uh, Champions losing on television. No, not so, at all. 
Yeah, I, w- I wasn't really a fan. I don't really know where people... I don't really know where people come from when they say that. Um, yeah, it's, it's just weird. If you're not giving him the title match, you know, he he needs to lose. Like, this isn't, exactly. even, this isn't even a match for the title. So no. how... How much worse, well, not, not how much worse, that's making it seem like I'm saying Mox is bad, but that wouldn't do anything for Mox if, no. except make him look even worse, man. I mean, seriously, people, having Moxley lose in a non-title match, but he wins in the title match, shit like that makes no sense, has no logic yeah. to it. Um, to either the challenger or the, you know, the champion, because with the challenger... You can beat him for a non-title match, but you can't beat him for a title match. Like you just said with the champion, you could you lose in just a match, but you just win the championship match. Is that that thing that situation never works? It really doesn't, bro. It really doesn't, man. And yeah, I mean, from Takesha's standpoint, it makes it seem like he can't win the big one, as they say. Exactly. So. That does no good for the man whatsoever. I don't know. I don't know where people are are coming from when they when they say that. But um, Ooh. yeah, um, yes. But nonetheless, they put on a great match, and Mox ended up winning as he should have. Mox doesn't need to lose. Um, I understand Takesta is the uh, the new guy, so everybody's hip to him. You know, he's the he's the he is the shiny new toy, as they say. Yep. So, you know, they're not going to, uh, uh, people are going to be on the hype train, man. And, you know, it is what it is. He, he's great. I'm not saying he's not great, but, you know, let's relax, people. I mean, he's That's great. Yes, exactly. Exactly, bro. Uh, I say the same thing when people bring up, uh, I say the same thing when people bring up uh, that people wanting to see Wardlow win the AEW championship because he was number one contender. I know he was number one contender, and I disagreed with the fact that they jumped Mox up and brought him down like that, but even at that, bro, Wardlow was not ready for that. That's a no, lot. No, no, no. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's a lot, and he's just not ready for it, man. But um, And it's just how it is with Takeshima. He just started in AEW. He's got to build up his... Exactly. Self. His stock. Overall. Yep. Exactly, man. But he's got a lot of potential, definitely. Yeah, he does, man. He does. So yeah. I kept I kept seeing that. I kept seeing a lot of that, man. Takesta should have beat him. And no way, man. I I understand like I said, I understand he's the shiny new toy, but chill out, people. Not yet, bro. One day he can be there and he's gonna be great, but good lord, chill out. Um Definitely. Literally. Yeah, man. So that was uh, that was great. Um, and next we have <sighs> Christian Cage. It's Christian dude. Cage, bro. It's oh God, dude. this guy, bro. This man been coming out here every week. Something crazy, bro. If you have a parent that is deceased. Please run away man. from Christian Cage. Um, I hope he never runs in to negative one. Oh, bro. That man will, keep those two away from each other. That man will garner some of the worst heat ever imagined. 
oh, ever God. imagined. Um, big heel in AEW, bro. Fucking MJF, bro. We got a new one. Bro. So, Christian Cage, uh, Christian Cage comes out and he starts talking to somebody in the ring. And AEW doesn't, um, show us who he's talking to at first. And I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, is he talking to somebody? And then I just seen Brian Pillman and I'm like, oh, fuck. This fucking guy, man. I'm like, oh, well, Christian's about to verbally mess this man up. So, sure enough, he goes along with his promo and, you know, he says, you know, I used to work with your dad and, to be honest, I thought he was average at best. And I'm like, good God lord. Damn. And then he proceeds to tell him, he proceeds to tell him that Brian Pillman would be baffled if he knew that Brian Pillman Jr. was his last contribution to the wrestling business. Damn. Fucking A, man. Fucking Christian, bro. Bro's goaded, man. He really is. Yes, bro. Christian Cage is um, just such an enjoyable act to watch, man. I mean... Oh, easy, bro. Dude, he's 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 just hilarious, bro. He's hilarious in in a in a dark humor way. I exactly. mean, the guy is just he says fucked up shit, but it's so funny. It's so like, funny, bro, because he knows what the hell he's doing. We know what he's doing, and it's just hilarious, man. I love it. And he works for the same reason the JAS work in character. He believes a hundred percent of the shit he's saying, bro. That makes the fucked up shit he says even better, bruh. Because character-wise, that, that man means every fucked up word he says. I love it. <clears throat> oh, my God, man. I don't know who's next, bruh. Don't so, even see this Wednesday. Yeah. Well, I think this Wednesday they announced uh, the Varsity Blondes versus him and Luchasaurus. Oh, okay. I can see that one. Yeah, yeah, you probably won't get nothing crazy then. A lot of people were... I saw a random little, like, prediction for Dynamite that didn't come true, but um, he thought um he was going to say something to Anna Jay since, you know, her and Jungle Boy date, and they were... It's like a big, you know, uh, Dark Order kind of episode, so uh, that would have been hilarious, but uh, I did not no. expect him to be, like, come for Brian Pillman Jr., bro. Dude, like I said, man, when they came to the stage and Christian begins, like, talking, they haven't yeah. showed us, like, who's there. So I'm, like, I'm I'm watching and I'm, like, is he talking to someone? I'm, like, or is he just, like, just talking? I, I didn't know what was going on, bro. And then it just showed me Brian Pillman. And I, my shoulders just <laughs> dropped. I was, like, oh, no, bro. This, fuck, this poor fool. He's about to get his shit roasted, bro. I love bro. it. So, Luchasaurus makes quick work of Griff Garrison here. And then, post-match attack, he uh, goes to chokeslam Garrison on top of Pillman. But uh, the table doesn't break, so he had to do it again. And, oh, God. Poor Griff Garrison. Um, oh, when they were on the stage, too, Christian said that he was looking through his phone and uh, he was looking through his phone, and he seen um, 
he he's seen uh people saying that Griff looked like Jungle Boy, and then he showed oh, the yeah. picture of him, obviously referencing the old meme. Um, so yeah, man, another uh, another just great segment from Christian Cage, and another showing for Luchasaurus, man. So it's gonna be interesting to see where this goes, and I cannot wait to see where this storyline turns when jungle boy makes it back man it's gonna be it's gonna be great it really is it's gonna be really interesting man i can't wait i really can't wait bro it is gonna yeah. suck to see the end of the or at least until you know the jungle boy feud is over but the end of the christian random person to roast every week fucking sequence bro mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah it's been fun but uh eventually you know, when he makes it back, you never want those kind of things to last too long. You know? Yeah, you gotta stop the while it's hot and then yeah. restart it when people want it. Perfectly good. For sure. Uh, they go backstage and they're doing a backstage interview where Tony Schiavone is standing next to Daniel Garcia, uh, Angelo Parker, and Matt Menard. And he just has his eyeballs popping out of his fucking head. Yeah, and he just starts crazy. screaming. He just starts screaming into the mic about, uh, you know, he he brought up a pretty good point. He said, you know, how come the Blackpool Combat Club and, uh, you know, Ortiz isn't um, suspended in a shark cage? Uh, yeah. So he gets done screaming about that, you know, in his just excellent Matt Lee way. And then um, they walk away. Daniel Garcia cuts a little promo about how, you know, he, you know, He's going to face Wheeler Yuta for the pure title at uh, Death Before Dishonor. So, yeah, man, pretty good. Uh, after this is where they announced um, All Out in Chicago. Tickets go on sale tomorrow. God. So. Pissed off, bro. Man, we were pissed, bro. I was pissed. Yeah. Give us a night to fucking think about it. I really was, bro. I really was. Um... This little hangman backstage segment, they didn't do any like there wasn't any references here, were there? I don't re I don't remember there no. being any references. I don't think there was towards the the hung bucks arc. Uh here is where Jim Effing Ross came out. His arc. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Lord, man, but uh, Jim Ross, man. Like one thing that was unintentional, unintentional by them putting him on just the second half of Dynamite, him fucking up is now even more noticeable. Cause we know the whole reason he's only on set that last hour is to so we hear him fucking up less. But now we really hear when he fucks up more, and it just made it made the situation worse, bro. Like Jim Ross is a legend, bro. But you can let the man breathe, bro. You don't need to see him like that. Logan says it all the time, but, you know, bring him in for the pay-per-views and let Morrow do weekly. Let Morrow exactly. do the pay-per-views, too, but just, you know, bring Jim Ross in. Take out Tony Schiavone or Excalibur. Exactly, One of the man. Because, good know. Lord, is he just... He's old, man. And that's what it is. He's old. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, man. He just he just can't keep up anymore, and that's fine. It's not a knock on him. I guess it just comes with age, man, and that's fine. You know, he he's did his time. Everybody knows what you know what a legend he is, and uh, yeah, I mean, he he is fine, man. He has nothing left to prove. Um, next, we have Claudio versus Jake Hager. Um, this match was, uh, I mean, it was good. It was good. Yeah. No complaints for me. Um, wasn't, you know, my favorite thing on the show, but, but it wasn't bad at all. Um, yeah, it was just pretty much easy Claudio victory and, you know, 10, 12 minute match, man. So yeah, that was, yeah. um, easy that was, little nostalgic trip and an easy little dynamite match for him. Yeah, definitely, bro. Definitely. Um, after this, uh, some interviewer, I can't remember her name, uh, W. Morrissey's, <laughs> w. Morrissey's uh, girlfriend, I think her name's Lexi, I think. Uh, <laughs> she, she tried to get a word with Hook. Uh, he didn't say anything to her. So, yeah, Hook continuing his arc. Um, yeah, man, it's interesting, man. I'm I'm so glad he's away from Dan Housen for the time being, at least. Thank fucking God. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. After this, <sighs> AEW shows the clip from Thunder Rosa versus Miyu Shamayati. Or something like that. I can't. I genuinely cannot remember her name. Miu something. Um. Here, let me see. Let me look at these old AEW power rankings. Oh God. Elite wrestling. That's her name. Miyu Yamashita. Uh, Miyu Yamashita versus Thunder Rosa. And this, uh, can't remember the name of the company, but one of these matches that Thunder Rosa did on Dark. The AEW Women's Champion loses <laughs> to... Miyu Yamashita. Bullshit, bro. What the hell is that? Bro. Why must you do this? Like, dude. Oh, God. Curtis. Jericho. That's a great one, man. It's uh, <laughs> that fucking amazing. Man, why, why do you have to, why do you, why, just, why do you have to do this to Thunder Rosa, bro? Why? It makes zero sense to me. Um, I mean, just, would you do this to Britt Baker? Exactly. Would you put Britt Baker in this situation? I mean... You're going over there to get eyes on your company, right? Mm -hmm. How the fuck does it look if 
your AEW Women's Champion loses to somebody that is not the Women's Champion of whatever promotion they're in, how does it do any good for AEW? How does that do any good for the AEW Women's Title? And how does that do any good for Thunder Rosa? And then to top it all off, she goes into this interview and she's just talking about how she's happy to be with her girl Tony and their thunderstorm. Are you Wait. fucking kidding me? Are you kidding? Would you do that to Britt Baker? Would you have Britt Baker go to Japan and lose to Miyu Yamashita? Exactly, bro. It's, it's sad that we have to use that fucking tactic of would you have this person do that? Because it's it's just a fact, man. They treat Whip Breaker better than everybody else in their women's division. And they got to start booking everybody as if they were Whip Baker, man. So that just sucks, man. And Thunder Rosa's run. Listen, yeah, I like Thunder Rosa, man. But this, this championship run has been a huge dud, bro. It's been a massive dud. Um, I feel that way with a lot of these reigns lately, bro. Bro, I'm telling you, like, damn, bro. Like, this shit's just been a massive dud, man. It's like, what's the point, bro? What was the point of any of this, man? You built all this up just to have her win, and then you just do nothing with her, and you continue to use Britt Baker more. The fuck is the point of any of this, man? Yeah. Yeah, man, I genuinely feel the same way, like, when AEW, like, whenever somebody had a championship in AEW, mm -hmm. it genuinely felt like there were, there was a vision for them and that there was set in stone plans. Now I look at some of these people, man, and it's like, I, I, I'll bring you guys back to All Out last year. It was a fantastic match, one of the best matches of the year, Bucks versus Lucha Bros in the Steel Cage, but like, you took the belts off the bucks to do that with the lucha bros exactly. you had them face ftr dressed as frog luchadors it's like, i mean you know, like y'all gotta have a plan with this type of shit like come on you can't just do that random shit you just sometimes you just can't go off fan reactions because truth is fans don't know what the hell they want sometimes the fans thought they wanted lucha bros title reign Nobody did, but they weren't ready. AEW was already with them. Should have kept it on the Bucks. And now, it's not that Thunder Rosa shouldn't have won, but why did she win if you had no plans for her? Exactly. Come on. It's just this logic that's been missing lately, and it's just sad to see. Yeah, and it's like, it's like, I see people draw this comparison with Wardlow a lot. It's like, oh, well, you know, just have Wardlow start destroying people again. It worked for him. Where is the fucking... Like, that's not a fucking plan. If he's just gonna destroy everybody. Like, dude, being dominant does not mean you're a good champion. I feel like people get that mixed up so much, bro. It's like, it's so far from the true, man. It's so far from the truth. It's like, a lot of people say that about, like, Miro. Like... Oh, oh yeah. Miro was such a great TNT champ because he was dominant. But it's like a lot of There's people. More of that. Exactly. There are a lot of people don't bring up how he was like missing for half the summer. I mean, I said this I think two weeks ago on, on Unscripted, yeah. bro. But it's like he was a good champion, but he's really not. 
People gas him up because of how bad Sammy Guevara's reign was. And he's another one. You give him the championship, you have him beat dominant-ass Miro, who was a good champ. I'm not saying he wasn't a good champ, but, you know... He was, he was, I mean, he was, he was a, he was a solid champ. He was great. Um, he wasn't as godly as people say he was, but he was a great champ nonetheless. So you have Guevara go in and beat Miro with no fucking plan for Sammy Guevara afterwards. You give the belt to Scott or no matter of fact, they gave it to Cody because Cody's Cody. He goes on, gives it back to Guevara Guevara then drops it soon after that to Sky. Sky drops it back to Guevara. Guevara drops it back to Sky. It's like, yo, like, where is the plan in any of this? And then, literally, um, uh, and then for the tag team championships too. I'm gonna jump over there for a minute. Like I said, you take it off. You take it off of uh, um, the Bucks and you put it on um, the Lucha Bros. No plan whatsoever. They go on to have a horrible feud with FTR and something that should have been so great. Uh, and then you go on to give the titles to Jurassic Express, whether that was supposed to happen or not. You have no plans for them. There's literally no story behind any of their matches. Like, dude, you know you can create a story here, right? Like, exactly. they just had him hold the titles for six months and... Never had a single story to show for it. Just matches thrown in their face. Now jumping over to the women's belt, bro. Dr. Britt Baker. Her and Thunder Rosa have this lights out match. Shortly after, Britt wins the title. A whole almost calendar year go by. Two months shy of a calendar year. Ten month reign by Britt Baker. Drops it to Thunder Rosa. You know... And what was an underwhelming match at uh, at Revolution, she loses. Everybody's kind of, everybody wanted it. I felt like everybody wanted to see Thunder Rosa win then. And then she won mm -hmm. it in her hometown. It was still a great moment. But ever since then, like, where the fuck are your plans for Thunder Rosa, man? Bro, I'm telling you, bro. Like, even Logan says this all the time. They put Tony Nese on TV more than they do their women's champion, bro. And it's like, what are y'all doing, man? <clears throat> it's just no plans for anybody. Just winning. People just win. And I, I feel like it's going to be the same with Swerving Keith Lee, man. Because oh, Tony yeah. Khan said that he planned for this all along. No, the fuck he didn't. I don't believe that shit, man. And I feel like it's just going to end up being the same, man. No direction. Not much story. The only story with Keith Lee and uh, Swerve that they're going to tell is their implosion. That's all they're going to tell, man. The, yeah, that that sure as hell didn't make any sense to me, bro. No. I mean, well, we'll get to that in a minute, man. But Thunder Rosa, bro, I mean, like I said, not only is it bad that you willingly show the highlights of her losing, then you fast forward and she's gloating about her tag team. Who gives a fuck about your tag team with Tony Storm? Why are they a fucking tag team other than wordplay? Why are they exactly, a tag team? Bro. They just faced off at Forbidden Door for the woman's title. And they didn't uh, have a hug-off like uh, Team Hell No did in 2012 after the match and become best fucking friends. Why are, th why are they a tag team other than wordplay? Seriously. Exactly. It makes no sense, bro. And you're... you're... 
you're a women's champion in the singles division. Why are you so worried about a tag team? Fuck that shit. You got a title to defend. Go defend yeah. it. Go be a champion. Why are you worried about a tag team? Honestly, bro. Like, I could see if you were just floating around. Like, okay, let's put her with Tony Storm and call it Thunderstorm. She's the fucking women's champion. This can't wait. Thunderstorm can can't wait. Literally. I mean. It would have been a good thing to, thing to do after she lost the title. But she's still champion. Have her be a champion. That's the whole point of a champion. Come on, people. God. I don't know what this. I don't know what this company's been doing with these champions, bro. I really don't. No, man. It just seems. It just seems like nobody's given a direction nowadays, man. No, I don't get it. Very directionless, man. It really does, man. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, <sighs> um, during this backstage, uh. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter come in. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter come in. And this is where things kind of get interesting, man. Uh, I kept seeing the um, rumors of some uh, real-life heat between mm. these two. I've kind of been seeing that around uh, around the rumor mill as of late. Britt Baker says... Um, uh, and it, 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 it kind of came off, it kind of came off as, as a little spiteful, kind of. Um, it kind of came off, I don't know, man, I just got really weird vibes from it. Um, so, everybody remembers the uh, story a couple weeks ago of uh, Thunder Rosa sandbagging Marina Shafir. You know, Thunder Rosa not selling Marina Shafir. So, you know, Thunder Rosa doing the old sandbag comes out. You know, the same kind of situation happened with Eva Elise. But I guess Thunder Rosa and Marina Shafir squashed their beef and they're all good now. So, Dr. Britt Baker standing up there with Jamie Hayter. Shit like this does not make Thunder Rosa look good at all, man. Um, Britt Baker says, I know how to stop a thunderstorm. And she has a rebel hand her a sandbag. And hands it to Tony Schiavone. Damn. Ooh. I'm making champion look good, bro. And I think in that same promo, bro was talking about like just something about how like she brought more interest to the women's division as mm-hmm. not being a champion. I'm like, dude, it's like they want Thunder Rosa to fail, bro. I swear to God. Honestly, bro, like, what is that, man? What the like, hell? Come on. Yeah, man. I mean, it's like, I li- I like Thunder Rosa, man. I feel like she is getting a little cringy. Um, and I I've kind of I've kind of been straying away from liking her as much as I used to like a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. but needless to say, I still like Thunder Rosa. I think Thunder Rosa is a fantastic talent. I am not saying I don't like her. I'm just saying I think she's getting a little more cringy. Uh, and I think she's just, I don't know if she just had a bad week on TV, bro, but good Man. lord, they're making her look like shit. Bro, they really are making her look like shit, man. They they got to cut that shit out if they want Honestly, a good women's champion. Seriously, bro, it's like, <clears throat> and like, 
I've always been an advocate for saying that, you know, one year ago at All Out, Ruby dumped Thunder Rosa over the top rope in her AEW debut. Now, mm-hmm. how cool would it be at All Out uh, 2022 for Ruby Soho to take the championship off of Thunder Rosa well, exactly. here we are, man, and Ruby is not being built up. She yeah. hasn't been built up. She hasn't done anything. And just to make the situation even worse, Ruby is recovering from a broken hand after being shoehorned into this Eddie Kingston story for no reason yeah. whatsoever. Literally, bro. No fucking reason. Just randomly brought in it. It's like no fucking reason as far as the eye can see. Like why why, bro? Sorry, what were you gonna say? I don't know, I was done. <sighs> yeah, man, I mean it's like what are you doing, man? Like what the fuck are you doing? Like and man, I mean Thunder Rose has been Thunder Rose has been looking pretty bad on television, in my opinion, as of late. I'm not solely blaming this on Britt Baker. But it just so happens that the the week Britt Baker returns to television, Thunder Rosa just looks like an asshole on television, bro. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you show the highlights of her losing to somebody who's not even the champion of their promotion. She is sent to Japan to lose. She brushes it off, starts gassing up her tag team that nobody gives a fuck about. And now Britt Baker is taking jabs at her and making her look like a complete asshole mm-hmm. over uh, sandbagging Marina Shafir and no-selling her. I mean, Come yikes, on, bro. bro. You, you can't do this to your woman's champion, bro. Mm-mm. What the hell? Just just cut all that shit out, man. Please. Seriously. It's as simple as this, bro. It's as, it, it is as simple as this. Would you be saying and doing th- this type of shit about Britt Baker during exactly. her reign? Because you, you know? know they wouldn't. God, no. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's, a, it's not a good look. It is not a good look for Thunder Rosa, bro. It is not at all a good look for uh, Thunder Rosa, man. And it, uh, like you just said, man, it, it genuinely makes you think, man. Like, Do they... Do they purposely want Thunder Rosa to fail? Are they Literally, purposely bro. trying to piss her off? They don't invite her on media scrums. They don't do this. They don't do that. At times, it seems like Jade gets more attention than Thunder Rosa. It's like, what the well fuck? made her the fucking new champ. You know, Honestly. The title. At that point, at this point, that would have made more sense. The way they treat everybody. No doubt. No doubt. Um... Yeah, man, not a good look at all. Not a good look no. at all, man. And she hands Tony Schiavone the sandbag and walks off, man. So that's yeah, just that's great. Um, Serena Deeb picks up a victory against uh, girl Anna J next. Um, yeah, uh, we had the pro. We have a promo of uh, Jade Cargill still kind of being reluctant to let Layla Gray be a baddie and stokely hathaway still trying to make this shit work man so uh yeah yeah. they announce oh god i had to bring this up so as they're announcing the matches for next week and then the matches for rampage uh you know 
they announce Lee Moriarty versus uh, Jonathan Gresham. They announce uh, for Fighter Fest Week Two. They took our advice, by the way. Um, mm. They announce the Barbed Wire Everywhere match and the JAS. Um, the JAS being uh, suspended in the Shark Cage. Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia, Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal, just all these upcoming matches. And then they get to this match. The Lucha Brothers with Alex Oberhantes in their corner versus Private Party with Andrade and Jose in their corner. Why not? Like... I'm shocked and happy that Private Party are still here. Thank God. But, I uh, genuinely am. I really am. I'm so shocked. But bro, I, I thought I thought the AFO was done. I thought he fired them all. That was the whole point of doing all that shit was to end that group. What the fuck's going on, bro? Why, why is Private Party still having a team with all these people, bro? Just let them be. On their own in the tag team division, bro. What is so hard about that? I, I really don't get it, bro. I, I really fucking don't. <sighs> ah, man. Bro. He went live on pay-per-view mm-hmm. at Double or Nothing. Two months ago, and said that the group sucked, and everybody in the group sucked. And they were, he literally called them all losers and announced his new business partner as Roosh. And now we are putting him back with Private Party. This does nothing for Private Party, it makes no fucking sense. And we said this back to when Matt Hardy debuted. When Jeff came in, they just dumped his problems off on Andrade. Yep. How the fuck? Why would you do that? Why would you Why would you take a 45-year-old Matt Hardy and dump his problems off on a young, in-his-prime Andrade? Come on, bro. Come on. Why That's give the perfect. fucking problem? My bad, bro. Why give that problem to Andrade? Why? What does Matt Hardy have left to do? Be in a fucking meaningless tag team with his brother one last time? For what? For what? No I mean... Like, why (sighs) even dump the fraction off? Why not just break it up? Why do you have to just give it to somebody? Why couldn't you just end it? Why does it... Why did it still have to exist under a new name? And... I, I just don't get it. I don't get what this company's been doing with that shit, man. It's just been annoying as hell. Just stop, bro. It's that simple. Just stop. Honestly, bro. Honestly. Um. Yeah, man. I mean, good lord, bro. Let's just dump Matt Hardy's problem off on Andrade. Because that makes sense. No. Andrade does not, under any circumstances, deserve to have Matt Hardy's problems dropped off on him because they wanted to do 
big money Matt and give him a fucking faction that sucked. That sucked and it made no fucking sense. Why would those guys give up their money to be a part of a group with Matt Hardy? What sense does that make? Made none. It... Ugh, good lord, man. Good lord. Um, what? Why? Why is Andrade still with these guys? Why can't Private Party just be Private Party? Why do they have to be Stooges and and uh, whatever's left of Andrade's faction? Why? Don't make sense. Ridiculous, bro. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know anymore, man. Uh, Anna, Anna Jay was asked by Ty Conti after her match if she wants to join the JAS. No. No. What? Stop making that group bigger. Do not no. do that. Don't do that shit, bro. What the hell? Um, and then was the main event. It was oh, yeah. uh, Starks and Hobbs versus Swerve in Our Glory versus uh the bucks man so this was a absolutely fantastic fan fucking tastic tv main event bro this was absolutely sick um hobbs is getting so good hobbs is getting so good he really really is man um yeah he he's getting great ricky sarks is fucking fantastic and then obviously the other four man the other the other four nothing needs to be yeah yeah nothing needs to be said about them man as far as in the ring goes man but the bucks are the bucks uh like sir k said and keithley and swerve are keithley and swerve man so it's yeah they're just great uh all around um yes this was uh this this was fantastic bro this was absolutely fantastic uh what a great main event um the bucks lost the tag team titles here and it looks like matt jackson might have possibly been injured it looks like he might have gotten a stinger um but uh after the match well during the match they teased they teased swerve hitting Keith Lee in the back of the head with the AEW World Championships or with the AEW with one of the AEW World uh World Championships. Yeah, Thank one you. of them. My bad. Um yes. He T I don't know why I had such a hard problem wording that, bro. Yes. There was a point in this match, man, where Swerve, I think there was twice once um there was once kind of in the middle of the match, and then, like I said, at the end of the match, he literally was about to hit him in the back of the head with one of the titles. So literally, it's like... Bro. And then they just give yeah. him the belts? It's like, dude, it's clearly not... It clearly wasn't the plan. They just gave it to him. So if, if Young Bucks lost at all, he should have been to Ricky Starks and Hobbs. Should have went to those two, if anything. Yeah, that's just what I think because the whole story of Swerving Our Glory is the breakup. You don't need to involve the titles in that story, bro. You could have the titles be one of the main reasons why it happens that they couldn't they couldn't win, they couldn't get the titles. 
So exactly, you know, Swerve just calls it quits with his ass and betrays him. But like, why? Why did they need to win, bro? Again, just people winning for the sake of people winning, man. If anything, should have gave it to Ricky Star because I get why the Young Bucks are losing now. I is although I thought it was they were setting up that FTR match for them to win it for the titles. I think with like all these injuries and whatnot, I think they're switching it over to the Young Bucks and Hangman Page re, uh, reuniting, which is an amazing way to go. Either or was going to be amazing. So I'm excited to see that, man. But just swerving our glory, man. Just uh, not that they're bad. They're swerving Keith Lee, but not as a tag team, man. They, they, they aren't. That type of tag team, bro. Yeah, this I mean, definition of a breakup tag team. Exactly, man. It's like you kind of just put them together to one day, you know, have them feud with each other, and it'll be great. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, man. I mean, it just—I don't know. I don't know where this decision yeah. came from. It just seemed like it seemed like they were really going towards the Bucks versus FTR and. Yeah. That was the right call, but I guess they're not going that way anymore. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I guess they're not going that way anymore, and tr- truthfully, that truthfully, I have no idea why. I have no, no idea man. why. Um, like I said, man, I really thought they were gearing up towards the Bucks versus FTR, but I really thought they were. It doesn't. And it doesn't look like it. Mm-hmm. Although I love that we're getting. You know, it's Hangman, Young Buck stuff now, which I love. I think it would have made the Hangman and Young Bucks getting back together even better if they lost to FTR for those titles. Because Young Bucks, to me and to them, they're the greatest tag team in the world. But them losing titles to FTR and, you know, FTR winning, winning overall, man, that would be the big hit that sends them into having no friends at the moment just being them no titles nothing that i think that would be even a better catalyst for them to be friends with hangman again man so i don't know man that's just me man but i I think this is just a really weird decision that i wouldn't have made if i was Tony Khan, man yeah man i mean i will say though man i mean Geez, I, I I know I know this co- I know this company is called All Elite Wrestling, man. But uh, obviously that comes from the Elite. But mm-hmm. man, the this Bucks and Hangman stories, like all all their stories, bro, just feel so head and shoulders above everything else. Most of the stuff they try to they try to like tell, man, because it's like most of the most of the stuff as of late's just been taking weird turns, and it's like. Why are Keith Lee and Swerve tag team champions? Like it, like, it just made no sense to me. It, it really yeah, it really did not make any sense to me, man. I, I thought it would have been a great move to. I thought it would have been a great move to put the titles on Starks and Hobbs. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, it's it just it just comes at a weird time, bro. It really comes at a weird time because. Also, with, like, the Tangman stuff and the Bucks, like, I would have really liked to see, you know, Red Dragon turn 
on yeah. them, or not Red Dragon, but uh, like you know the the Undisputed yeah. Era yeah. turn on them, you know, and then like I would have liked. Uh, I know we've seen so many triple threats, but uh, with the tag teams, but I would have maybe liked to see them turn on the Bucks a little bit after they won the tag titles, and then do FTR versus Bucks versus uh, Red okay. Dragon. And have the Bucks lose, uh, and have them get pinned, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that would have been great because then they lost their group, all their friends are gone, so they lost their group. Yep, yeah, they're they're out. Yeah, exactly, they're outnumbered. Now they don't got their titles anymore, so it's it, it just it would have been perfect, bro. It really would have been perfect, man. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. You know, um, I don't know. It's like, like I said, man, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about, I don't know about the whole Keith Lee and, and Swerve storyline, man. I mean, like I said, bro, they teased it literally in the match that Swerve was going to turn on him. So it's like, literally. they're the tag team champions and it, it kind of just felt like, what? Like, it was just like, yeah, it was just, what? Why? I seen a lot of people saying that it was because of Keith Lee's personal issues, and it's like, look, man, I mean, my God, I don't know if this is messed up to say, but, like, do you just get awarded a championship for having personal issues, or? Like, come on, this is not how it should work, man. It's really not how it should work. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of... it's just weird, man. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not buying that this was the plan all along. I, I, I can't. I, no way, I'm buying that. There is no, no fucking way. Tony Khan said, "Oh, on uh, let me pull up my damn calendar here. Oh, on Wednesday, July 13th at Fighter Fest, Keith Lee and Swerve are gonna become the tag team champions. I ain't buying that. Like, I am not buying that, man. That shit wasn't planned, man. That was just." It just happened, man, and I think it was not the wisest decision, man. But um, that's just yeah. how it is, man. And they're just gonna have to build off this, man. And will they uh, do it justice? Probably not, man. Which sucks, but that's just how it's been lately. Yeah, man. And it's like uh, as tag team champions, as tag team champions, what? Like, oh, oh all right, TK, all right. Mm-hmm. If this was your plan, show me that all elite wrestling doesn't come from the elite having most of your phenomenal stories that are being told, with the exception of a few, with the exactly. exception of a few guys who could just, who've told amazing stories in AEW. Uh, I'm sure you guys can create your own list. I'm sure mine's similar to it. But, you know, with the exception of the elite, show me your vision for these guys show me that you have a fucking plan for swerve and keith lee that's not just throwing them challengers every now and again and that's it because because that's all they'll do man that's the plan plan. yeah i I genuinely i'm genuinely feel that that that's the plan man and i i I don't like that man i mean my god you can't let these guys you can't let a handful of guys tell most of your best stories forever 
You know what I mean? Most of the shit comes from the elite. Like I said, with the exception of a few. MJF, Punk, Jericho, Eddie, Mox, Brian. You know, those guys. You get where I'm going. Most of those guys, man. I mean, it's like... Let these guys... Let these guys tell stories, bro. Please do not... Please do not just throw them challengers like you've done with your past cha- with your past couple champions from every set of titles except for like the world title. You know what Literally. I mean? Um, That's the only title they gladly haven't, haven't messed up in any way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, good lord, good lord. I mean, a lot of people rag on Hangman's title reign, man, but I mean, I thought the feud with Punk was great. I thought the one oh, with yeah. Adam Cole was very good with him. You know, obviously having the history with the Young Bucks and the Bucks not really wanting to get involved with anything regarding Hangman. I mean, the only one I could really hear people uh, nagging on is his feud with Lance Archer, which I'll nag on that shit with you guys. Um, Yeah, man, I mean, I thought his stuff with Danielson was solid too, man. I mean, Danielson, they put on fucking great matches they they had they they told a pretty good story i mean it wasn't nothing crazy but i mean it wasn't bad it wasn't like the it wasn't like the past couple champions out of every other exactly or the tnt title i mean yeah man yeah i mean it it was solid bro but yeah man i mean if this was yeah, if this was really your plan, Tony Khan, bro, uh, all right, show me mm-hmm. something other than these guys just coming out there and just doing random stuff and then just having random challengers thrown in front of them. Oh, you're going to face this guy at All Out. Oh, exactly. no, you guys are going to face these two at Full Gear. You guys got these guys on Dynamite. It's like, come on now. Come on. Um, Yeah, man, but... and. Uh, case in point. Uh, case in point. Um, the Jeff joke. I love it. Case in point. The most interesting out of the the most interesting thing out of this match was what happened on BTE as oh, the yeah. Bucks walk uh, off to the side of the ramp to go backstage. There he is. Standing right there while the Bucks are apologizing to the to the fans that greet them as they go past. There he is, Adam Page, standing right there, uh, kind of a distance away. Mm-hmm. And as the Bucks turn to look at him, he turns around and leave leaves, and they both noticed him. Love they both man. were like, is, is that Hangman? And you're fucking right, that was Hangman. Love I it. love... Love that shit, bro. I absolutely love it. Um, uh, but yeah, man, I, I really, I really am going to need uh, one of these guys. Uh, I'm really, I'm gonna need Adam Cole uh, and the UE to turn first before mm-hmm. we start getting like some crazy uh, developments and development. Yep, yep. But yeah, man. I mean, that just goes to show, bro. The most interesting part out of this match for me was the Bucks the buck the story of the bucks losing the titles like where does this bring them in the hung bucks arc if you will so you know that 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 was the most interesting part of it to me but um yeah as for 
as for Swerve and uh, Keith Lee, I mean, I don't know. Just, yeah, don't just know, don't man. do what you've been doing, bruh. And I feel like they are. Uh, like oh, you just yeah. said, I feel like the plan is that there is no plan. And they're just going to throw challengers in front of them and nobody's going to bat an eye to it. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah and I especially, yeah, I especially thought it was weird with uh, – Swerve teasing in the match that he was was gonna turn on Keith Lee and then they just win the belt. Literally, bruh. Yep. Just I don't get it, man. I really don't. Yeah, I I don't either, man. I really don't. Um But yeah, so we'll just have to wait and see on that, but it is certainly going to be interesting to uh keep on bringing up to you guys. Um mm-hmm. The uh, uh, the Rampage Rundown, uh, the Lucha Bros defeat uh, Private Party. Um, the the uh, uh, Malachi Black had uh, this stare down with Sting as uh, Darby Allen fought Brody King around the arena. Um, Gresham defeated uh, Gresham defeated uh, Moriarty. And Claudio Castronoli came out to confront um, Jonathan Gresham after the match. And it is announced for Death Before Dishonor, Claudio versus Gresham for the ROH World Championship, man. So, um, I believe Jade Cargill came out and attacked Athena and uh, Chris Statlander. Mm-hmm. And... Did you hear the reason as to I, I missed this part, but did you hear the reason as to why Billy broke up uh, or the the ass family broke up with the acclaimed? I, I did not. I I'm be real. I ain't peeking Rampage, bro. I haven't been for a while. It's something's just been off about Rampage, man. But no, I, I have no clue why. Cool. Okay. Well, they broke up with them, and yeah. That's, that's that, I guess. Um, no more gun club. Yeah, right. Uh, raw. Oh, actually, SmackDown. Really quick. Really quickly, man. Um, Yeah, you know that special guest referee that we all thought was going to be Solo Sokoa? Well, it's fucking Jeff Jarrett. Dude, why? Why, man? Well, Solo Soko is definitely going to come out now, even if that's not the plan. Because you see what uh, other match Jeff Jarrett was announced for? That's what I was going to say. Yep. I wonder if they will pull him from that. I could see it. I really could see it, man. Now that that match, I think fucking Andrade and Ric Flair. Versus Jeff, who's who Jeff Jarrett teaming with again? Jeff Jarrett and uh, Jay Lethal. Ah, uh, good lord, man. Good fucking lord. Um, I so wanted to see Ric Flair versus Satnam Singh. Oh, bro. Match. It, it should have been it, man. But they're either going to pull Jeff Jarrett or embarrass the hell out of that man at SummerSlam. One of the two. So, good on him, bro. <laughs> All right, raw. What the fuck? Raw. This show had one of the weirdest opens 
Dude, that I have weird. ever seen, bro. Um, the show opens up, and the spotlight just slowly shines on the middle of the ring, like, like fucking, like uh, how Edge's promos used to be. Yeah. Like, like Edge is about to return, and it's just fucking Titus O'Neil just standing there like he's the Undertaker. Literally. And he's just standing there with his big cheesy smile on his face. And he just goes on about how WWE changes lives and puts smiles on faces and how everyone's here to have a good time. I hate when they say that. Yeah, I don't know if that's just me, but I hate when they say everyone here is just having a good time. Oh, fuck, I'm not. You're bro. fucking lucky. I'm not fucking there. How about that you was... talk about the people at home? I'm not Literally. having a good time, bro. Not in it, the slightest. That shit was just mad weird. He was going on for like, dude, it hadn't been like five minutes. Just about like. Just going on and on. I'm like, what is this guy like, getting shit. at? He was talking about like how. He, he, I don't even know what the fuck he was. He was just talking, bro. Just talking about the company and how good it is and. How it is for the people. Bro was just... They just had that man shell the company for five minutes at the start of Raw. Just randomly. That shit was weird. Yeah, and, and, and then and then at the end, he just says... Welcome to Raw. Welcome to Monday Night Raw. Just all energetic like they do. It's so bad. Um, So weird, man. What do you guys think about that intro to Monday Night Raw, man? I... That was weird as hell, bro. It really oh, was. It was mad weird, man. Like, uh, next. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, what were you going to say? No, no, I was done. I was oh. It was just weird as hell. Um, Next, Big Time Bex comes out, and she's talking about her arc. She's talking about how... Uh, she's talking about... um. How Asuka thought she was going to put a stop to her. And then it dawned on me. They really made Asuka return to have her lose in her comeback uh, well, feud to Becky Lynch. Yep. 100%, bro. 100%. Yeah, man. Oh, I accidentally turned my humidifier on. Looks like I just took a puff. Um. Uh, yeah, man. But, um, yeah, it dawned on me. I was like, wow, that's true. She did lose in her comeback feud to Becky Lynch. Mm. It was really weird. Um, so she comes out and she says, you know, she's going to uh, she's going to defeat the winner of tonight's match at SummerSlam because she is the number one contender at SummerSlam for either Bianca Belair or Carmella. So, so yeah, I was so confused by this. Who the fuck is Bianca facing at SummerSlam? Is it Carmella or is it Becky? I don't fucking oh, know. Um, well, Becky was saying that Adam Pierce told her that the winner of Bianca and Carmella gets her. So Becky. So if Bianca wins, she faces Becky, and if Carmella wins, she faces Becky. Cause they literally had the match set for Carmella. Been saying it's been Carmella. She, I think, didn't they confirm the fucking match? 
And then they're talking about how Becky's now the challenger. And I, what the fuck is going on with this shit, bro? This shit confused the fuck out of me. I don't know what yeah. the fuck was going on. Yeah, well... Um, yeah, I, I, I think they, they said last week that, you know, Bianca was going to get another shot to shut up Carmella, and then Becky Lynch told us this week that Adam Pierce said that she's the number one contender, so she's going to get the winner of the Raw Women's Championship match tonight on SummerSlam. Good lord, what the fuck is this women's division? Bro. Oh, this fucking women's division, man. It gets, it genuinely gets worse after this. So oh, Bianca comes out, says to Becky, you know, this isn't your comeback story. This is my comeback story because uh, um, I lost in 26 seconds last year and I vowed to never let that happen again. So, you know, the huge and uh, Carmella comes out and yeah, they have their match and yeah, Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair beats her. And retains the title. And Becky Lynch grabs the belt and goes to hand it to Bianca, but refuses to hand it to her. I think she eventually gave it to her, but she um, was just holding it just for the longest time ever, just fucking staring at it. Oh, yeah. No, she didn't hand it to her. When she went to hand it to her, she just dropped it in front of her ass and left. Oh, is that what happened? Okay. Yeah. And, uh... Why, bro? Why? Good lord! And like, I don't get the point to this whole fucking. Oh, she's got to get her win back at SummerSlam. She already got her win back at Mania. You shouldn't have done the match at Mania if you were also going to do it at SummerSlam. The fuck is the point of any of this? I don't get it. Seriously, seriously, man. Next, we have the KO show. He's got Riddle. And he says, I've been away for the past month. I'm going to be honest. I love Kevin Owens. I did not fucking notice he was gone. I, I did not didn't. at all. I thought he was here. Okay, he wasn't. God damn. I, I, I was genuinely shocked when they said he was gone for a month. I was like, a month? Really? But apparently he was. So, Kevin Owens is talking to Matt Riddle. And he says, you know, I, I needed to... Uh, go uh into the nature and find my uh and find uh my uh spiritual peace because i've been going insane here Same. yeah me fucking too um <laughs> yeah, we both fucking uh watching this goddamn show and he says that matt riddle is so cool calm and collected and he wants to be more like him he says he wishes Elias, Ezekiel, and Elrod, the best. And then he says, no, I don't. I wish them the worst. And he, um, uh, yeah, and then he continues to, um, he continues to just, you know, talk about, he continues to go off on a little tangent on how he wants, uh, he, you know, doesn't want the best for them and uh he says to matt riddle you know i lost my best friend seth rollins he humiliated me and you lost your best friend randy orton so i was thinking we make 
Bro KO. Crowd starts chanting it. Riddle says, hold on a minute. And then he says, I wouldn't trust you. You're a liar. And Kevin Owens tells him, you're calling me a liar, but you're with the biggest snake in sports entertainment history. Um, Riddle tells him to stop talking about Randy like that. They get in each other's faces. Uh, Seth Seth's music hits. It goes off. Kevin Owens tries telling him he doesn't have anything to do with it. It hits again. Riddle walks towards the entrance ramp and Seth beats him up. And Seth says, uh, after this, there was a backstage segment where Seth was talking and Ezekiel comes up and pushes Seth. And he tells him, uh, you know, who do you think you are? Uh, you hurt Riddle. And uh, um, I like how fucking us kids used to fight at recess. Who do you think you are, man? You hurt my friend. Um, so, so he goes up to he goes up to uh, to Seth, and he tells him, you know, who do you think you are? And Seth says, I could do whatever I want, whenever I want, to whoever I want. And then, taking you guys back in the ring after he stomps Riddle, Corey Graves says, Seth can do. Whatever he want to anyone, and no one's gonna stop him. Who's been able to? You dumb motherfucker! I don't know Cody Rhodes. Not know, like he fucking. fucking everybody. Not like he fucking has the most losses in uh in, on the main roster this year out of out of everybody. I don't know Corey. Why don't you fucking tell me who could stop him? Have Cody Rhodes beat him three times in a row at Mania. Hell in a Cell, and WrestleMania Backlash. So why don't you fucking tell me who can stop Cody Ro- or who can stop Seth Rollins? Which Cody Rhodes, you idiot. Like, I do this shit, bro. I, this whole shit has just been ass, bro. I mean, I hate the KO is a liar shit. It's been so annoying and unnecessary, bro. And fucking Seth is, you know... The ultimate fucking loser. And he went against, you know, um, fucking uh, Elrod, Ezekiel, I don't fucking know who. He went against a man, obviously. Elrod. <laughs> Bro's talking about Elrod. But, um, <laughs> he went against Ezekiel. That's not a shocker, man, but come on, bro. Like, what are y'all been doing with Seth, bro? Seth's way better than this. And on paper, Riddle versus Seth could be heat. But they're just making it weird, bruh. They're involving Ezekiel and KO for no reason. It's just it's so extra. It really is, bro. It really is. So, next, the Judgment Day <laughs> comes out. Yeah. <sighs> God, I hate this fucking group. They're standing there after they make their entrance. They're completely just uneventful entrance. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just walk out there. Um, Damian Priest gets it. Rise. Rise. He says, rise for the prince and rise for the punisher and rise for the judgment day. And he, says, he says, tonight... Is going to be the night. 
Dominic Mysterio <laughs> joins the Judgment Day. Okay, bro, let me stop you right here. Why the fuck do you want Dominic Mysterio in the group so bad? Literally, bro, like, that's the whole thing I don't get about this little story. This little shitty-ass storyline, bro. Why do y'all want Dominic? What the fuck? Ain't nobody want his ass. <laughs> that shit makes no fucking sense. Ain't nobody want fucking Dominic in their group, bro. I don't even think Ray wants his ass in the company anymore. What the fuck? They just look stupid as hell. Like, I understand if they're going for, like, Ray. Or they... Or if, even if not, they don't want either of those two in the group. Maybe they just think of Ray... The same way they thought of Edge. Just an old guy trying to leech off the young guys. And that could be the reason why they're attacking Ray. And not really wanting Dominic to join the group. But just, just you know, kind of just doing what they do, man. But, no. They want Dominic in the group. Who the hell? That, that, that's the biggest lie I've ever heard in my life, bro. Get the fuck out of here. That shit, that shit was hilarious. Talking about Dominic. Tonight is the night we get Dominic in Judgment Day. Bro, what? They're acting like they just signed CM Punk, bruh. Bro, I'm <laughs> telling you, y'all going after fucking Dominic, bruh. The hell? That's like the Blackpool Comic Club saying, we need Dan Housen. Like, the hell? Anybody like this fucking clown? Fucking oh, goddamn. So, um, good lord. So, it seemed like this group's focus went from getting people that were underused to just getting anybody that is paired with an old guy. Yeah, and it's that's, just like, why? Yeah, it's like that. that's kind of where I feel the trajectory of the group has gone. And it makes zero sense for it to be that mm -hmm. way because like, why the fuck do they, like, Care. dude, as a matter of fact, Dominic... Is holding Ray down, first of all. <laughs> so that does not make any fucking sense. But I, 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 I just don't get it, man. I don't no. get it. I mean, you like how many use AEW as an example because they have more of the pairings than WWE does. But like, I could, you can make the argument. You know, a heel can make the argument for like, oh, Sting is holding Darby Allen down, mm -hmm. obviously because Darby Allen is the much more youthful and the better talent, right? Um, mm -hmm. and he's just able to do more, you know what I mean? Or like Jungle Boy and Christian, or uh, yeah, Jungle Boy and Christian Cage. Like, oh, yeah. Christian Cage is holding Jungle Boy down. Jungle Boy is a great performer. We used to say the same shit about Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. Exactly. You can make that argument. In the Mysterio's case, Ray <laughs> is head and shoulders better than Dominic. Side. So it's and like... It's like, bruh... <laughs> Why do y'all want Dominic so bad, bruh? So bro, nobody likes Dominic, bruh. So Damian yeah. Priest defeats Mysterio, and they're going to give him the the concerto, which is Edge's move, by the way. Literally. And Finn puts the chair under his head, lifts the other one up. Dominic jumps in the ring. And he's like, no, no guys, no. stop. <laughs> he's like, okay, I'll join the Judgment Day. So they get him up. They get him up. And they say, you tell the world what you just told us. 
Um, and Dominic says, "Okay, I'll join the Judgment Day, bro." What goes he? Oh, good lord! Yeah. Good lord! This looked like two jocks trying to get the nerd to egg yeah. somebody's house. Bro, really okay, I'll do it. Okay, it's fine. I'll do it, man. Don't but hurt me. Just don't hurt me. Dude, Dominic <laughs> is such a fucking loser, bro. Come on. I'm supposed to take this guy fucking seriously. To no. Don't so. So. <laughs> so, he's like. He's like. They're, he's like, okay, I'll join. And then they tell him, you failed the test. And they hit him with the chair. He goes rolling out of the ring. They go to hit Ray. He rolls out, and then they just go away. But, bro, later in the night, Damian Priest and uh, Finn are backstage, and they say, you failed the test, Dominic. You should have not joined the group, but you should have joined the group and then took the chair and bashed his skull in. God damn, bro, he's not going to fucking kill his father. <laughs> Jesus. Like, think about to join a biker gang. Honestly. you got to catch a body. What? Like, what bro. fucking group is this, bro? Come on, bash his skull in, bro. Why is he got to bash his father's skull in? Like, why couldn't he just whoop his ass, bro? Why is he got to fucking, like, kill bro? Him, bro? What the fuck? Look, why they got him talking like that, bro? Come on, you failed the test. Man, this group failed. Honestly, bro. I don't want to be a part of this fucking failure. So they announced this 20-year episode show for Rey Mysterio, which I'm all for. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. You know, Rey's a legend. One of the greatest, if not the greatest, luchador we've ever seen, man. So with, with that, why do I have a feeling Dominic is going to turn on him next week? Oh. He went 100% well. That's what I see happening, bro. And it's going to be hilarious. Because it's going to be the biggest pussy of all time. <laughs> Just beating the shit out of his dad. Son. Son. Stab, son. Sorry, Get dad. My son. Dad, you're holding oh. me down. Oh, bro, him trying to talk evil. Oh, bro, that oh, shit's going to be God, great. I can't wait. That shit. He's going to change that group. Do Dominic's about to hit that. Think you know me? You never did. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> pussy ass. Bro, and then we keep getting these cryptic promos that are saying, uh, we keep getting these cryptic promos that say, this one he was writing in blood again, and the you know the sentence keeps getting longer and longer every time we see it, and apparently Edge is supposed to be there next week in MSG, so. It said, uh, I am coming to, and I don't know if the last words are going to be MSG or Raw or I don't know. I don't know what. Huh? Poor guy. Having to take on Cohen yeah. Raw. I'm coming to AEW. Just that's for his release. Why do I have a feeling Dominic is going to return, or Dominic is going to turn Mm -hmm. And the Judgment Day are going to be beating up Rey Mysterio, and then Edge is going to make his return. That's uh, probably going to happen. The Judgment Day. So the group, he has to 
initiate violence towards dude what the hell is this group turned into they but they're, they're a bunch of jokes man they were already kind of jokes unintentionally but now good lord they're trying they're trying to get dominic to join the group bro ain't no bigger joke than that seriously as they're fading away from priest and valor's promo mm. fucking you can see finn start laughing he starts laughing at the promo. I'm like, oh, good lord. Um, yeah, definitely, bro. So that was that. I don't know why they want Dominic so much, but I can see him next week. Uh, Dawkins versus Obo. That quickly turns into the Street Profits versus Omo and MVP. MVP was all upset because he's wrestling in his suit. Um, Ford hits the from the heavens frog splash. Omo kicks out at one. Um, and then he goes for a second one and the Usos interfere. So that was that. Um, yeah. Fucking lame. Yeah. Uh, Seth beats the Zeke. Um, Austin Theory is talking down to AJ Styles as if Austin Theory didn't used to work the indies himself. Literally, this is bro. what a guy like Seth Rollins means when Literally. he says, uh, you the know, history. exactly. And AJ. Mm-hmm. Good. Oh, I was just going to say, I love how proud AJ is of his uh, indie days. Oh, I love it. And yeah, he... mm-hmm. never lets up. Oh, bro, I love it. Oh, you're good. Um, Yeah, man, I love how AJ always embraces it. But the only reason they let him embrace it because they kind of use it as a crutch to make their guys look better. Oh, you had to spend all this time on the Indies. Well, I'm already here. And that's the only reason they allow AJ to talk about it like that, man. But uh, I just love yeah, when he gets all right. proud of the Indies. Oh, yeah, I, I love when he gets to... I'm proud of where I came from. I, I love when he gets to saying that shit. Because it's, it's, it, is, it is what, if I walked up to Alan Jones right now and asked him if he was proud of his time on the Indies or if he wished he would have just came to WWE when he was 19 years old or whenever he started training, that is the genuine answer he would give you. Oh, that is the genuine answer. And that's why I love it, man. That's why I love when he gets to sticking up for the Indies and being all proud of it and shit that's why i love it man because it's it is the guy if i walked up to the guy alan jones and asked him that that is the genuine answer that he would give me oh um all right and another thing i found hilarious you can say what you want about the what chance bro but they 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 were they were cooking that crowd was cooking austin theory bro he was getting pissed bro i loved it they were they were pissing that man off and one thing i noticed too they didn't do it in the slightest for AJ, bro. Second, that man started talking. Nothing. Second, Austin Theory started talking. What? I found that shit hilarious, bro. If I was AJ, yeah. I, would, I would have brought that up. I was like, man, they're not doing the what chant to me. That ain't saying something. I don't know what is. I, I, would, I would have cooked his ass even more, bro. Exactly. AJ was able to beat Austin Theory here, but with the help. Of Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> oh, this dude's existence, bro. God damn. Yeah. Um. 
yeah, man. So, yeah, that was that. So, Theory is going to, uh, as a matter of fact, does anybody want to tell me what AJ Styles is doing at SummerSlam? That's true, because they're obviously setting up Dolph and Austin Theory, unless they do some weird triple threat. And good well, because because Theory's already got Lashley. Oh yeah, he does. That matches a thing. So it's like that's huh. why I'm wondering, like, why would they start a feud with Dolph Ziggler now, and yeah. then like, why would they? kind of start hmm. something with AJ now. Yeah, he's got like three things going. That is true. I forgot that match at SummerSlam was already happening. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know then. Probably nothing. Yeah, man. Uh, that's horrible. It really is, bro. Next, we have Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Dana Brooke versus Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, and Tamina. Good lord. It's this match garbage. turned into a 24-7 title runaround. And then you wonder why you hear reports that the whole women the women's locker room as a whole is upset with the booking. No. Tell me no you would not be upset with that bullshit. And they wonder why Naomi and Sasha Banks walked out. Because this is the women's division now. And this is what it's going to be under TV 14. That's what these fans don't realize. They're they're all happy because, oh, there might be blood. All right. There might be this. All right. This is what it's going to be. Shit like this. 24-7. If I was a top woman in WWE, I would genuinely, I would genuinely ask somebody, like, what happened to the woman's evolution stuff? Like Exactly. They don't even like, talk about it anymore. Like like genuinely. I wouldn't go up to anybody talking crazy. I would just go up to somebody and be like, So we're running around for the twenty seven twenty four seven title. Uh where how far away is this from where we were a couple years ago with all the women's evolution stuff? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, good lord, how horrible is that? All of them became 24-7 title, and I believe it just circled back around to Dana Brooke, and yeah, that was it, so. Exactly. Lame as hell, bro. Waste of everyone's time, and waste of, just, why, bro? And like I said, they wonder why women walk out. Uh, one of their biggest women at that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And this is the and this is the shit that Bailey is walking right back into. And you think uh, that's gonna keep her happy? Nope. You think Pam is going to remain like happy it. in that? Oh, Especially God, with Sasha no. gone. She's not gonna be able to work with Sasha anymore. She's gonna mm-hmm. have to work with Charlotte, Becky, Rhonda. Oh, I'm sure oh. she'll have fun working with Liv. But like Oh man. Oh, Man, I'm, they got another fucking thing coming, bro. They got oh, another yeah. thing coming. I could see all four of those horsewomen in in AEW one day, even I with can. Becky. Oh, yeah, I could see it. I could definitely see it, man. Totally, bro. Um, 
Good lord. Good lord. What is that? And the main event, the final segment, rather, is The Miz. And he's doing... Can I take a guess what he's doing this week? An original segment? Mm-mm. Ah, Miz TV. Who would have guessed? Wow. Shocker. That was a hard one, man. Yeah, it really uh, was. You got it. It was Miz T fucking V to close the show. Logan Paul walks out. He's just talking to him. He's just... <laughs> just talking, bro. I'm finally here, Miz. Miz rolls the footage about how they were such a good tag team. He rolls the footage of when they win. Logan says, oh, roll that back. Keep playing that to see what's going to happen. Obviously, then they replay it. We get the turn. Miz tries to explain himself. He challenges Miz. Miz says no. Yada, yada, yada. Um, Logan Paul goes on talking about how everybody doubted him. And uh, he uses it as motivation and the Miz denied him and all it took for Logan Paul to say was that that sounds like something coming from a man with tiny balls dude I don't know man I I, I don't fucking know man yeah I'm done bro Fuck it. Fuck Raw, bro. The hell. So, The Miz opens up his shirt and it says, My balls are massive. He then, um, he says, You know, oh, Logan, I accept. And these two start fighting. For some, for some odd reason, the whole time they're fighting, Logan Paul's yelling, What? 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 Like, bro. Like, what? what you doing? Like, what? <laughs> so, he clotheslines Miz out of the ring. It looked great, actually. It looked really good. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, and so did his uh, double, uh, so did his double leg takedown. That, that, looked, that, that looked really mm-hmm. good as well. So he clotheslines Miz over the rope, and man, there's Champa. <laughs> Champa starts attacking Logan Paul. Logan Paul's speaking of sandbagging. Logan Paul's fucking sandbagging the fuck out of him. He's, <laughs> he didn't. He's not falling at all. Tommaso Champa's just up, just, just giving him giving him forearms to the back. You know, just giving him forearms to the back. Logan Paul's just. Sandbagging the fuck out of him, just not falling whatsoever. And yeah. Logan eventually uh, counters it, you know, starts taking down both of them. They throw him out of the ring. Logan walks up, walks backwards up the up the ramp the whole time, just saying what, what? I don't know why that was it. I, I don't know. I don't it's know if that's his shit, thing, I or I don't know if that was just out of instinct, but. I don't know, that shit, that wasn't right, but The Miz grabs the mic and says, The Miz is, and Champa puts his hands around his mouth and shouts awesome with The Miz. 
release this man. Dude, what happened in Champlain? Dude, imagine telling me and you, 2018, that in four years, Tommaso Ciampa will be on the main roster with the Miz facing Logan Paul. You are talking about Tommaso Ciampa here, bro. Like you said, bro, release this man, please. Free him from this. The one part I did like in this, uh, and it just goes to show the uh, real person that Logan Paul is, he did say in this that they told him that he couldn't perform at WrestleMania, and he trained his ass off out of respect for the sport, so I can appreciate that. Um, Yeah, he... You gotta give you gotta give the man um, at least a little bit of respect for that. So that I can always appreciate. But oh, <laughs> man, like, what the fuck is Tommaso Champa doing, bro? Release this man, please, please bro. Fuck that shit. Release Tommaso Champa, bro. Please. This this company does no good for him. Mm-mm. No good for him. Um. Awful. Absolutely awful. This pairing continues to be one of the worst visuals I've ever seen in my entire life. And it continues to get worse. It genuinely Mm -hmm. continues to get worse. Ugh. Awful. But yeah, man, that was raw. That was raw, man. And that was the week for Unscripted, bro. Um, Again, if you guys... uh, did um miss the beginning here are the new shirts that we dropped today obviously you see the original one the base logo shirt and the best kept secret to the iwc the riddler inspired shirt uh and then you have the uncrowned kings of the iwc the biggie inspired shirt uh the chicago flag one and the notorious hills uh chicago skyline one man so those are all the new merch drops for episode 100 man so thank you guys for your continued support and uh yes we appreciate it uh very much man very much so yeah man that is gonna do it for this edition of notorious unscripted man this has been episode 100 of unscripted um and yeah man that is gonna do it that is gonna do it for this edition of the podcast um yeah guys so with that being said it has been always always a pleasure for my johnny mayhem and i circa and that is going to do it for this edition of Notorious Unscripted, episode 100. Again, thank you guys for your continued support, man. And we're going to keep it going. Uh, yeah. We're going to keep it going for you guys, man. So, um, yeah, shit, shit's only going to get better and better, man. I promise you guys that. Um, Truly. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Literally, man. Thank you all. For sure, bro. So, With that, man, please like, comment, and subscribe, and we will see you guys on Friday with the news. Peace.